A place, a person. A podcast presented by Paris Vousem magazine and offered by Paris Aéroport. J'ai filmé la place Clichy très souvent dans les 400 coups, dans particulièrement les films avec Jean-Pierre Léo, parce que ce sont les, les films Antoine Douanel, donc ça m'a amené souvent en place Clichy. The voice you just heard belongs to François Truffaut, the director of the 400 Blows and Stolen Kisses, and a major figure in the French New Wave. The setting that is truly integral to the director's film is Paris, specifically the northwest part of the capital, and especially Place de Clichy. Antoine Douanel, the protagonist of the famous saga named after him, was filmed here at the four corners of this intersection, according to Juliette Dubois, an urban storyteller from Paris, who speaks about François Truffaut. She points out the Vepler restaurants at the entrance to the Place de Clichy metro station where some of the director's scenes were shot. Another example, she says, is from Stolen Kisses when Antoine Douanel, the main character, comes back from the army and goes immediately to the square to look for his friends. In The Soft Skin, a film that wasn't shot in Paris, the characters nonetheless speak of the Gaumont Palace, a famous movie theater found on Place de Clichy. It's truly a place that haunts Truffaut's films. On parle du Gaumont Palace qui se trouvait Place de Clichy. Donc la Place de Clichy, elle hante les films de François Truffaut. Antoine Douanel, Antoine Douanel, Antoine Douanel, His fondness for this square and the neighboring districts of Pigalle and Batignolles dates from the filmmaker's childhood since François Truffaut grew up in the 9th and 18th arrondissement. Today, you can picture the hectic activity at this crossroads just by hearing the impatient honks of drivers and the idling of car engines. Traffic is heavy and the sidewalks are overflowing. In Truffaut's time, it was just as agitated but more working class. The area was also home to a number of brothels and movie houses. Truffaut's parents lived in a small apartment and paid scarce attention to him when he was small. The street became his playground. We are at 33 Rue Navarin, where François Truffaut grew up. Alors il y a une partie de ma jeunesse, de mon enfance, qui est évidemment complètement liée à la place Clichy et au quartier Pigalle Blanche. C'est là que j'étais en classe, c'est là que je traînais dans les rues. The urban storyteller explains that the young boy made fun of the clients who entered the neighborhood brothels. Films were what saved him. François Truffaut liked to say, I have always preferred the reflection of life to life itself. If I chose books and films when I was 12, it was because I preferred to live through books and the movies. Elle avait des bagues à chaque doigt, des tas de bracelets autour des poignets, et puis elle chantait avec une voix qui sitôt mange là. Elle avait des yeux, des yeux de For the young Truffaut, film was embodied by the projection rooms found on every street corner. Most of them no longer exist. 
like the Gaumont Palace, which was Europe's largest movie theater and could hold 6,000 spectators. Instead of this legendary movie theater, we now find a hotel on a hardware store. The neighborhood has changed. To get an idea of scenes from yesterday's film in today's Paris, you need to use your imagination. The director is still in the neighborhood he so loved. He's buried in the Montmartre cemetery, where movie fans come to pay him a tribute by laying a movie stub or a metro ticket on his black stone grave. Rather than referring to his love for Paris, these tickets pay a tribute to one of François Truffaut's greatest hits, The Last Metro. A place, a person. A podcast presented by Paris Vous Aime magazine and offered by Paris Aéroport.